Saratoga Lights presents Rio Bravo at the Picture House. Lucas had no memory of the first time he saw Rio Bravo, but he couldn't have been more than a few months old. On a whim, his mother had taken him to the picture house on an afternoon when he was exceptionally cranky and unable to be soothed by any other means. And as the lights dimmed and the picture came up, Lucas drifted to sleep and remained so for the whole affair. The second time he saw the film was just as unintentional as the first. Lucas was three years of age, but apparently no less difficult than he had been as a baby. On this particular day, his mother, hoping to replicate her prior soothing success, took her cranky son to the picture house once more, which coincidentally was playing a revival of Rio Bravo. And this time, as the lights dimmed and the picture came up, Lucas' eyes lit up as bright and luminous as the screen before him. There was no sleeping to be had as he watched 30-foot-tall versions of John Wayne, Dean Martin, and Ricky Nelson stand up to the Burdett gang. The third time the film came to town, Lucas, now five years of age, begged his mother to take him to the picture house once more, and she did. This time, when John Wayne drawled, I'd say so good he doesn't feel he has to prove it. Lucas knew that Sheriff Chance would be saying that about him someday. However, goodness wasn't always readily at hand for Lucas. For starters, he was no gunslinger, and when the five-year-old asked his mother for a revolver so that he could be like Ricky Nelson's Colorado Ryan, she gave him a slingshot instead. Rather than discourage him, though, his mother asked him to show her that he was responsible, a charge that Lucas took seriously. He made targets out of every can and bottle he found and practiced diligently day to day, improving his accuracy and aim so much he would boast that he could knock the feather off a grackle mid-flight, and the bird wouldn't even know it. Unfortunately, Mrs. Tabola confiscated the slingshot when Lucas was caught paying a nickel to any first grader who would allow him to shoot a tin can right off of their head. In fairness, it wasn't until his seventh such shot that he misjudged the trajectory and ended up smashing Melanie Acosta in the nose with a piece of limestone. Not a bad record otherwise. When Lucas expressed an interest in getting a guitar so that he could be like Dude, as portrayed by Dean Martin, his father was more than happy to pass to his son an old, beat-up six-string that he himself had gotten as a boy. His father had grown up in a musical household and as a result played and possessed a number of instruments, but he had a special affinity towards his childhood guitar. Lucas knew this, and when he received the gift, he understood its significance and importance, devoting himself to the guitar for some time. But his interest eventually waned, as it often does at that age. He would go on to take up the trumpet after seeing Chuck Mangione perform on the new Baytown Brothers Happy Hour one Saturday night a pursuit that he remained committed to through his school years, though his father would be more than a little heartbroken to learn that Lucas had traded his guitar to Bobby Galk in exchange for a gun. I'm very disappointed in you. Those five words from Lucas's mother were more effective than any form of corporal punishment imagined. Lucas, in tears, returned to Bobby and asked for his guitar back, only to be mocked by the boy. By the time he got to school the next day, Lucas's whole class had heard of the incident and teased him so relentlessly that Lucas hid in the restroom for most of the day, unable to face being called a crybaby even one more time by his peers. But if ever there was a doubt of the grit that Lucas possessed, 
It was put to rest one September day. He was leaving the band hall carrying his trumpet, which as far as instruments goes, is on the smaller end of the scale. Yet it still managed to be almost as big as he was once packed in his case. And as he trod down the path past the practice field towards home, he saw his older brother ahead, Willie, getting socked in the stomach while two other boys held his arms behind his back. Lucas whipped his trumpet from its case and ran ahead, swiftly scaling the back of the assailant who was easily twice his size and wrapped that brass horn around the boy's neck so tightly that when teachers eventually broke up the scuffle, groundskeeper had to cut it apart with a hacksaw in order to free the boy. The brothers returned home with black eyes, one apiece, and had to face additional punishment from their parents, who grounded them to their bedroom for the remainder of the week. As they walked to their cell, dragging their feet down the carpeted hallway, William thanked Lucas for his bravery. You did good. It was a compliment that couldn't have meant more if it came from Sheriff Chance himself. Lucas couldn't help but smile. Rio Bravo The Picture House is written and directed by Randall LaRue. Audio recording and engineering by Matthew David Rudd. Music by Randy Reynolds. Narrated by Freddie Hines. Until next time.